miracles never cease. You know we still live in a time of miracles, right? Speaking of miracles, I have just returned from California where Dr. Guo from Stanford Medical Center has successfully removed my Greenfield filter, the IVC filter that was implanted 25 years ago in 1997. It was uh, uh, almost like a whirlwind. Uh, And let me remind you, if you've not listened to the first half of this before I went to California, you may want to go back and listen to the first half. Um, I recorded just um, about a, I don't know, 13 or 15 minute episode right before I left, uh, the day before I left. So uh, pretty, pretty insightful about where I was mentally and everything before I left. Um, and so now I've been back a couple of days and wanted to give everyone an update like I promised. So how this all went about was I, I go and get yearly CT scans for my Greenfield filter that has perforated my vena cava. And I do that because perforation is, is a regular occurrence, sad to say, even though some doctors, well, I won't go down that road. But the thing that we were watching out for is because one of the prongs was extremely close to my aorta. Actually, if you look at it through... I say the naked eye through my eye, which I've never been to medical school, not a medical professional whatsoever. It looks like it's touching the aorta. I sent those scans to Dr. Quo at Stanford a few weeks ago. I was contacted on May 10th by his staff, asked if I could be at Stanford on May 18th for the procedure. I was in shock on that phone call. Uh, at first, I said, no, I can't be available. Um, asked him to email me the dates and uh, looked at the email, realized that the dates were the 18th, 19th, and 20th, and realized it's pretty important that I get out there. So prayed about it, talked to my family, My wife, my mother, and I got on a plane, left Tennessee, and went out there. And um, we left. We got up at 1.30 in the morning on a Monday, which would have been the 16th. We got to the airport about 3 a.m. Plane left at 5.30 a.m. And we were in San Jose at 10.30 in the morning. And we stayed at the Courtyard Marriott in Redwood City, which is about 25 minutes from the airport in San Jose. And about 25 minutes from San Jose Airport and about 20 minutes from the Stanford Medical Center. But there's still not really anything close to there like what I expected it to be. We have to take we had to take an Uber to go eat and, or call uh, Uber Eats for the food. But going out there, I guess the saddest part was telling my kids bye. I I just hate being away from my kids. 
I hate traveling without my kids, but I was not nervous or apprehensive about the, the surgery, the procedure whatsoever. I had prayed about it. I, I had received my sign. I knew that, that everything was going to be okay. I had a very calm, peaceful feeling. I knew that everything was going to be okay. And uh, Dr. Quo is a professional. This is his specialty. And I had talked to him on the phone, and uh, I had confidence in him. And any of you listening to this that are going to be going out there to have this procedure done, um, during this time we still have all the COVID stuff going on. It, it's less than it was. It was kind of backing off some, but they're, they still have a lot of measures in place. So I couldn't have any visitors out there. Um, I still had to have a COVID test. Uh, obviously, it came back negative, or they wouldn't have been able to perform the procedure. But the hospital was full, so during the procedure, they they could not be in the waiting room or anything like that. They would have to actually wait outside of Stanford Medical Center because it's also the the cancer facility where they do this. And so they don't want anyone contaminating or anything like that. Well, let me back up a minute. When they were prepping me for the procedure, my veins roll. And I don't know anybody that enjoys getting an IV. So it goes without saying that I hate getting IVs. And so I, I told the nurse a specific place where they are very successful at drawing blood. It's actually on the top of my, the bend of my elbow because of my spinal cord injury. I've been stuck and poked and get blood drawn and things all the time. And so I, I just knew where that, that spot was. And I say, this would be a good spot for the IV. So I tell her about that and she tries it and she says there's a valve or something there. And it's a good, evidently, it's a good spot to draw blood, but it's not a good spot for an IV because she couldn't push the medication in. So we had to redo it. And she realized that my veins roll and stuff as well. They actually rolled over an ultrasound machine so they could find my veins to do the IV and make it even easier. And I thought, wow, I've never had that happen before. That's that's awesome. They end up doing it on the inside of my arm, which is, you know, kind of a tender spot. That's why I didn't really want it there, but she got it. And the anesthesiologist come in after that, asking me questions and everything, and, and just asking, you know, wanted to look at my airway and, and – asking if I had any questions, and she was asking me all the medications that I take or if I take any and when's the last time I've ate and drank and all that just to make sure. And just super nice staff. I, I just can't say enough about how nice the staff, the nurses were, and just everyone around there. They would constantly ask, are you okay? Can I get you anything else? And, and just super friendly. So as I... And getting everything set up, the IVs and and all the little 
uh, stickers on my chest to, to check my heart rate and check all my vitals and all those things during the procedure. They're just kind of making small talk with me. Hey, you know, where are you from? And I tell them because they have people come from all over the world, literally, to see Dr. Quo and have him remove their filter. And they ask me how long my filter's been in place. And they ask me if people, if other doctors have tried to remove it before. And I tell them no, and, and which I didn't realize a lot of doctors try to remove these filters unsuccessfully. And since then, I've seen videos of people on, on the Internet that have had two, three, four removals in the past or, or attempts, I should say, um, attempted removals of these and, and then end up going out here to have Dr. Quo remove them or whatnot. And so they say, well, uh, how long have you been waiting for him to come out here? How long have you been waiting for him to perform this procedure? And I told him he contacted me last week after I seen my scans and asked if I could be out here today. And they said, really? They said, people wait months to get out here. And so I just instantly thought, wow, that's just a God thing. That just shows me how important this is. They start to roll me back to the surgical room. And again, I mean, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. I know God's in control and everything's going to be okay. And so as I get into this room, I, I see these big TVs and they're high-end equipment. And you can just tell I'm, I'm in the right place. The anesthesiologist is there and... and I know I'm not going to feel a thing, and uh, that's where I finally meet Dr. Quo, and I see his head kind of come into vision there, and he says, hey, Shane, good to meet you. I'm Dr. Quo, and and he takes a look at, at my artery here where he's going to be going into my neck. He said it looks great, and they don't even prep my growing area he says would just be going in through the neck and so he's a very confident man he knows what he's doing the anesthesiologist puts the mask on me tells me to take five deep breaths and think about something nice because i'm about to have a nice dream and then i i wake up and when i wake up i really don't know where i am or 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 what for a moment and I hear them say I hear them say we got it and I said you you got it you got it all they said yes we got it all I just remember thinking thank God thank God as I'm in the recovery area, which is where I ended up staying, um, it's uh, instead of a, a room, it, it's kind of curtained off and you have people on each side of you. But it, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Like I said, the staff is, is amazing. And 
I, I had told Dr. Quo that I would like to have the IVC filter. Evidently, a lot of people asked for it. They said, no, I can't have it, but I can have some pictures of it. And so as I'm awake uh, and just kind of laying in the bed, he comes in, and he has a coffee cup in his hand. And inside the coffee cup, he has the specimen jar with a filter in it. And he said, hey, I have this. And he pulls it out, and he says, hand me your phone, and I will take some pictures of it for you. And that was just amazing. And so I start looking at this. And if you're listening to this, I'm also in the process of putting all of this on YouTube as well. So look for it on YouTube and look at this filter. This filter, after being inside of me for 25 years, had tissue built up all along, all on it which was clogging up my artery, which anyone could see was clogging up my artery. And then a separate piece there that was broken off in the bottom of the specimen jar with the sharp hook on it, like a fish hook, was the piece that was up against my aorta and about to go into my aorta. And I'm thinking, okay, there's two ways there that this was going to kill me. It's going to clog up my artery, block off my artery. And this hook was about to go into my aorta. Not to mention the other prongs had already perforated my aorta. And so I uh, start talking to Dr. Quo there, and I'm, I'm sharing my story with him, thanking him for everything that he's done. And I told him that he's doing God's work. And I said, you've had a lot of people praying for you. And he said, I'm a spiritual man, and I could feel those prayers and as I'm talking to Dr. Quo I'm just thanking him and uh, for doing God's work for doing his calling and actually performing his calling I mean obviously this is what he's called to do and he told me that he is a spiritual man and he said he could feel those prayers because I told him you had a lot of people praying for you and, and he did. He had so many people praying for him and and, and me and, and everything for this surgery. And I told him some things that I would like to do and I would like to say to Dr. Greenfield, which personally told me that I needed to keep this filter inside and, and just leave it alone, as well as some other doctors that told me I needed to leave this alone. And as I see this filter outside of my body 
and I see the damage that it's doing to me and these hooks that's about to go through my aorta. And I think about my wife and my four girls and how this device that can be removed, yet these other doctors have told me to leave it alone. And I think about how this could end my life early based on what these other doctors have told me. And I have this man standing in front of me that hardly nobody knows. And he has the God-given ability to do this. And he's not boastful. You can't hardly find anything about him on the Internet. And I told him what I'd like to say to these other doctors. And he kind of made, he didn't say anything, but he kind of made a funny face. And I said, what, you don't think I need to do that? And he said, well, you'll find a lot of doctors that are very boastful. And he said, I I try to stay as humble as possible. Or something along those lines is what he what he had said and he had said that I realize that we realize what we do here is very specialized and there's not many people that can do it and we try to stay as humble as possible and he don't want to go out there and rub it in the face of other doctors that are not able to do it and when he said that it it almost took my breath away. And I was thinking, wow, what if more of us had that humility? So I cannot thank him enough for continuing to do what God has blessed him to be able to do. There is no doubt he has extended my life, and I'm forever grateful for that. And I asked him if there were any major complications during the procedure. He said no. Although since I've been released, I've I actually got the, the notes on the procedure today, and I saw that it did take longer than anticipated because it had been in there for 25 years, and it was embedded, but he never, never complained about that, never said anything about that. But I asked him about staying overnight. Because he told me prior to going out there that he did want to keep me overnight. And I had seen that many patients don't stay overnight. And he said that he chose to keep me overnight because the placement of my filter, there is a small artery that on a case he had eight years ago could not be seen on the CT scan. And... After the procedure, it ended up bleeding. They had to go in the next day and and repair it. And so he wanted to keep me overnight just to monitor that. But he said that he could see that artery on my scan during my procedure. So he feels confident about it, but he would rather be safe than sorry. So that's why I stayed overnight. They monitored my vitals and everything. 
I just had a, a very small incision on my neck. Said I can't lift anything more than like five pounds for about a week and a half, two weeks. And the next day after I got up, I was a little dizzy. Dizzy for a couple of days, but I think that was more so because I, I laid in the hospital bed for a while. Um, and probably because my blood flow was better after this filter and all the tissues not clogging up my, my vena cava. I was able to check out of the hospital the next day, which was the Thursday, about 10.30 or so in the morning. And my wife and my mom were waiting outside with the Uber. And from there, we went back to the the hotel. We ordered some food and just kind of rested. And they said I would be able to fly home the next day. So I ended up changing my flight from Saturday to Friday. So I ended up flying home two days after surgery instead of three days. And we didn't tell the girls. We surprised the girls. Although our flight was delayed like three hours and didn't get home until 3 o'clock in the morning. So they didn't even know we got home until they woke up the next morning. But they were very excited. They ran in, gave us a hug and and everything, and still trying to catch up on our on our sleep, which you'll never catch up on your sleep, but still tired and, and dragging. But neck's a little bit sore. It um, feels a little funny and when I swallow, but it, it's not as bad. Not near as is, is the recovery is not near as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's it's a minor incision. Uh, there's some yellow bruising and, and things around. My main thing is I just have to remember about not picking up anything. But because of my spinal cord injury, my right leg, I only had about 50% of the the strength in my right leg return. So I pick up that leg a lot with my right arm, and they went through the right side of my neck. So I can't pick up my leg which I'm in the habit of doing. So I really have to be conscious about doing that. And to get in my truck, I will grab the pillar and and lift myself up in there so I can't drive my truck right now. So there's a few things that I have to to be aware of. But I just want to let everyone know that, one, if you have one of these filters and your doctor is telling you that you need to leave it alone, because it's okay, you should get a second opinion. Send your scans to Dr. Guo at Stanford Medical Center because my doctors have been telling me that for years, and it was not okay. He removed my filter that was broken. I had a piece of it being held in by scar tissue that was about to go into my aorta, and he was able to successfully remove it in one try in a few hours. And if you are listening to this and you don't have an IVC filter, I just want you to know that God still performs miracles every day. And God hears you. He's there for you. He's listening to you. Turn it over to him. If there's anything that I can do for you, reach out to me. Shoot me an email. Get in touch with me. And as I promised, The updates will keep coming. I am going to continue to share my story.
because God is always at work. He's always up to something. And so I'm turning it over to him. He's in control. My job is to share his story and to let everybody know what he's up to in my life. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.